This is Carl the Jackal Frampton. Hi, this is David Healy. Hello, this is Stephen Ferris. Hi, I'm Bethany Ferris. My name is Shola Hamiobi. Inchanas Gutierrez. Hi, this is Harry Kuehl. You're listening to the score. The score with Michael Clark. And welcome along to The Score with me, Michael Clark. Here's what's coming up on this week's programme. There are three Friday night fixtures in the Sports Direct Premiership, including the meeting of the bottom two. UE City manager Gary Boyle will join us to preview their game against Balamini United. And a little later on, we'll be dipping into the Championship, catching up with banger boss Lee Feeney. His side sit fifth at the moment and are preparing for a trip to tabletoppers Dundella. But we'll be starting with Glen Torren. Last weekend they turned on the style to produce a thumping 4-0 derby win over Linfield. We are about to be joined by their two-goal hero, Dara O'Connor. But also, don't forget, on the programme, five pairs of VIP tickets up for grabs for Crusaders against Larne next Friday thanks to our friends at Boyle Sports the competition is closed we reveal the winners before 2 o'clock if you're listening on the radio or before the end of this podcast if you're on catch up it's all coming up right here on The Score The Score with Michael Clark. yes are you ready I hope you are let's go another packed programme and a busy weekend across the Premiership, across football in this part of the world. And I'm just hoping we don't need pitch inspections. We can just go about enjoying our business as usual. Three games, as I said at the top, taking place tonight. The BBC are streaming Carrick Rangers versus Crusaders. I will be at that one with Colin Coates. You can watch it kick off 7.45. Also a 7.45 kickoff. At Inver Park, Larne against Glenavon. Glenavon very much the informed team, flying up the table, and they feel hard done by last weekend, settling for a draw against Colerain after going down to ten men for much of the match. They got their own back in the League Cup. I'll run you through the League Cup results in case you've missed those. And Larne held last weekend by Balamini United, exiting the League Cup on penalties to Linfield, far from a crisis, but they want to get back to winning ways. Lauren versus Glenavon, therefore, is a really fascinating fixture. And the Battle of the Bottom too, which we will sink our teeth into with Gary Boyle shortly. And it's a match that neither side can afford to come out the wrong end of a result on. So how will that one pan out? Always interested in your predictions if you want to share them with us. The Score and I, across our socials on Saturday. Three games in total. Cliftonville versus Glentoran. Mega match. We'll be putting some questions to Dara O'Connor about facing his former club in just a moment's time. Corian against Lockall. Lockall have had a bit of a blip. Corian have really struggled of late as well. So this could be a handy game for somebody to feel like they're turning things around. Both were held to draws last weekend. And Linfield against Dungannon Swifts. Dungannon Swifts, just like Newry City, when they were hoping that they would have a match on Tuesday with one another. 
didn't get to have a match and were left very disappointed. It does, however, mean they've had a little bit more time to rest for a tough match away at Windsor Park. Will that benefit them at all? Linfield will certainly be the favourites and a response was requested after Friday's humiliation at the Oval. Well, we saw that. They went ahead in the uh, second half of extra time. The ten men of Linfield then were pegged back and fell behind. And you were thinking, well, they're obviously crashing out. That was until 16-year-old substitute Braden Graham scored. Match went to penalties. The teenagers scored their penalties. And that was enough, thanks to the saves of Chris Johns, to send Linfield through. Uh, that was very much a fascinating uh, occasion on Tuesday. I, I wasn't there. I was following the updates on my phone. I thought, my goodness, this game sounds rather drab at nil-nil at the end of the first half extra time. And then everything went a little bonkers. But football has a way of doing that, doesn't it? Just to uh, keep my promise, the results from the matches on Tuesday. A big win for Portadown. They beat Lockall by two goals to nil. So the championship side still going in the competition. Now through to the semi-finals. Coleraine exiting at the hands of Glenavon by a 3-2 scoreline at the Coleraine showgrounds. And as I mentioned, Lauren out after Linfield won 3-2 on penalties. The rearranged fixture between Dungannon Swifts and Newry City. That match will now be this coming Tuesday at 7.45, once again at Stangmore Park. And then we will know the makeup of our semi-finals for this year's Bet McLean Cup. And we already know the permutations, who will meet who. And uh, in case you're thinking, I don't actually know that, Michael, you'll need to bring me up to speed. Well, I did the draw. It feels like ages ago, actually. It was only a month ago that I did the draw uh, back in the early part of November and it now means that it will be Glenavon versus Portadown in semi-final one and Dungannon Swifts or Newry City against Linfield in semi-final two. So um, won't be long till we find out the makeup of the final. Those matches, the semi-finals, will take place on the 16th and 17th of January. There'll be full confirmation of that once the uh, semi-finals are officially made uh, available to us all, which is after the Duncan and Swift's Newry game. Now, let's not waste any more time. Let's get into our first guest. The score with Michael Clark. Now, last week it really was a week to remember for Glen Torren progressing to the County Antrim Shield final with a 4-0 win over Carrick Rangers. And then for many people, what was going to be the game they were judged on, the match against Linfield. And did anyone see what happened next coming? A 4-0 win. They were absolutely sensational to a man. And now joining us on the show, the number two pertinent to him because he got two goals, Dara O'Connor. Dara, how are you? I'm very good, Michael. Thanks for having me on. Great to have you on. And I said in commentary, everything you touch is turning to magic, and and so it turned out to be. Yeah, listen, one of those games where I probably didn't do a whole lot outside the two goals, but you know you'll take that all day long if you come away with a brace. To be honest, sometimes games just you flow that way. Like the start of the match, it was pretty much perfect, wasn't it? I mean, two 0 up inside ten minutes. I'm sure even you were all pinching yourselves. Yeah, listen, you don't expect to be 2-0 up against Linfield after 10 minutes, like no matter what the occasion. So we uh, we kind of couldn't believe it. But that's a lot of that is football and momentum that you can you can ride that wave. We kind of said beforehand, 
people might not re- remember we played them in the League Cup about three weeks ago we lost 2-1 but we were all over them for the last 20 minutes Jay scored uh, to make it 2-1 about 70-75 minutes and we finished that game unbelievably well we were just bombarding them with balls in the box creating chances and listen they got away with the win that day but we kind of said beforehand listen if we carry that in and start the way we finished the last game um, we'll put ourselves in a very good position and listen sometimes you say these things beforehand and they, they fizzle out very quickly but we, we stuck to our word and it, it worked and I think we just shell-shocked them I don't think they expected what, what came in the first 10, 15, 20 minutes to be honest and as I said you know you can go through to a man and say brilliant 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 but Niall McGinn you know a goal and a hat-trick of assists it was uh, an absolutely amazing display from him and he really did spur everybody else on yeah no listen outstanding Niall's quality speaks for himself I know he's probably pushing on a wee bit and he tell you that but he uh, he still has he still has the ability to, to come up with moments like that and from a personal point of view I'm always happy when Niall plays I think I've seven goals this year in all competitions and he's made six of them so when he starts there's a good chance that he's going to set one up for me for a tap-in so um, I'm, I'm always happy to, to see him on the pitch in the opposite flank because I know he knows where to find me like I'm trying to decide what my favourite assist was was the first pass obviously outside of the boot is beautiful for, for Shea's run but the little combination of passes between them and his first time ball to pick you out is a really nice team goal but it just the quick thinking uh, you were able to make that run I guess instinctively knowing I need to be here and he'll be able to find me yeah I think it was just the the weight of the pass kind of gave me time I, he, he probably knows I had the pace to get him behind if he overhit it a wee bit um, so I could tell in his body shape what he's going to do and I, I took a good touch and I think the ball just kind of fell nicely in front of me and before I know it I was in front of goal I didn't necessarily do anything mag- magical to get into that position I just kind of kept running and found myself there whether um and then listen to, I've scored with my my left foot early on in the game so I was confident to take it again um, but I think we just we, we work on that wavelength and I think I've set up a few for him over the over the season so far I think Nuri and a few other games stand out so we have a great partnership and as I said as long as he can keep doing that and vice versa if it's him that scores two next time I think the team and the fans will be happy to be honest no matter who it is the superlatives are absolutely you know um right and, and you deserve them but you know in reflection it's, it's been a challenging season so far so where did this performance come from if I can put it so bluntly um, it's, it's, to be honest it's, it's difficult to put a finger on it I think sometimes in football things just click where everyone every man 1 to 11 just gives a, an 8 or a 9 out of 10 performance sometimes you'll have to carry lads and other times they'll carry you and it was just one of those days where everybody decided to show up for whatever reason that you could probably say beating we were gone through a, a rough patch and we got to the final we beat um, Carrick emphatically on the Tuesday now, Antrim Shield or not it's still a final to look forward to um, and the gaffer said look if you win today it'll kick start your season before the Carrick game beat, beat Linfield and you're right back in the frame this time I think this time last year Linfield were almost 10-15 points behind Glentoran and you've seen how that turned around so it kind of gave us hope that we're still just about in it like but we really needed to go and win to make sure that we still are in the frame come the new year if we get a decent run of results like cause the top six will beat each other all all day long in this year this league you'll win one you'll lose one so if you can beat the top six more often than not no matter what you've done previously in the season you'll always kind of just about be there come the end of the season so we knew we had to win that and maybe that was the the final straw that look we've they beat us twice before we need to lay a marker before they get too far ahead of us and 
listen, that was my thought process. If somebody else was thinking about a nice weekend ahead and three points, so be it. Everyone had their own mechanism and it worked. It worked brilliantly, like. Because you know, when there's scrutiny, it's never nice for anybody to be in that position. You know, you you roll it back a week, and you know, wins seem hard to come by, and everyone has their own opinion on things. And I'm sure you've read plenty of opinion uh, throughout the season, anyway. And I know part it's part and parcel of the game. And as a footballer, you, you've you you know you write out the highs and the lows. But does this really symbolise a turning point? Do you think you know? Ha- have you felt? The mood has picked up this week. Is it something now fans can maybe you know get behind you, galvanise everybody? Yeah, I think if anything was going to win the fans back over, it'd probably be a thumping against Linfield in our own back garden. So if that's not kind of enough for them to give give them some hope going forward, I'd I'd be surprised. Like and ourselves too. Like I think it was a mark of look, we are good enough. We we okay, granted we've not been good enough so far in in a handful of games, um, but our performances throughout the season despite losing weren't there's only probably one maybe two games where we got absolutely passed off the park and none of us showed up um, so I think going out and making a statement win like that for our own internal conference is massive knowing look Linfield they've won had countless leagues and the squad's won so many leagues this that and the other and if we can do that against them granted it was a, a once off game but if we could replicate that against the other top six and the, the other teams in the league we, we should definitely be up there and I think everybody knows the quality in the squads there that it just didn't work for whatever reason so um, I think the credit has to go to the manager for keeping us to, um, our heads in it and believing that we are good enough because if you, you'd be reading the odd thing or you'd be seeing the league table and how, how are we down there like so um, I'm hoping it's a turning point listen you beat them 4-0 but if we go out and lose to Cliftonville to be honest it means it means nothing that result like it's it's all about kickstarting and keeping the momentum. If we beat them uh, last week, Cliftonville next week, we played Cliftonville and Linfield again in three weeks' time over the Boxing Day period. And ultimately, that's 12 points up for grabs. If we come out with 12 points there, we'll be in a great position for the new year. If we don't beat them, we'll only have ourselves to blame, to be honest. Oh, I'll tell you what, Dara, you have been converted to, to Northerner, haven't you? You're not even saying Stevens Day. <laughs> I know I got I actually said Stephen's Day today earlier on the way to training and one of the lads watched that so uh, I've been I've been brainwashed into it so that the lads downstairs are listening I'll be getting a clip around the ear but no look it's, it's all the same it is all the same you're right uh, as they as they chant one of us one of us in parts of Belfast now very good <laughs> um, you know the Cliftonville game you don't need any uh, introductions to Cliftonville obviously um, how are you feeling going back into that game and, and also being aware of the season that they're having Listen, they're flying. I was still keeping touch with one of the two lads, and particularly Sam, obviously, who just came over from air with myself, and he's 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 loving it there. Obviously, he's he's probably wanting to play a wee bit more, like all any of us. But the lads are absolutely firing them. And to be fair, they've been doing that for the last two or three seasons under Paddy. And Jim's came on and probably taken them to that extra level. And I've seen some of the highlights, and they're playing outstanding football. But um, we be, we've beaten them before already early on in season one nil, I think. Um, which again you draw confidence on beating teams that you're about to play previously um, obviously Solitude will be a tough place and the, their, their fans are, are quite good although unfortunately I never really got to fully witness it during the Covid season when I was there but I was always told how good their their support was so listen we're under no illusions but as I said we've got good momentum from the previous week against Carrick and Linfield and um, we know if we if we do want to kickstart our season again properly it's there's three points really or else anything else will be a bit of a disappointment I was very interested listening to your manager talk about 
an unusual or a different sort of uh, training idea that he had last week rather than I don't know making you do extra running he said let's all go out for a coffee and let's let's go meet some local people in the area Uh, what were your thoughts when he initially said that to you I know you don't really get a vote on these things but what were you thinking and then what was it actually like uh, to be completely honest, we just thought it was a joke. <laughs> it was a cold morning, we rocked in, we were all in our training gear. You know, there's only a little schedule put up on the whiteboard of what the plan is for the day. Um, and it just said walk. And we're like, who, who wrote that up there? Like, And then, look, it was one of those, if it worked, brilliant, genius. If it didn't work, we were probably going to turn around Sunday being like, oh, we should have done this, we should have done that. But um, I, I, we all enjoyed it. Little walk down Newton Ives Road, popped into a little local coffee shop. He bought us all a coffee and a little Freddo bar, um, chatting away, looking forward to the game, this, that and the other, and got us together. Listen, if you ask any footballer today, but the training day before a game is extremely light, minimal these days with like load management and stuff like that. So most clubs and players will do barely little that day anyway. So I think getting us out, chatting, getting us in good form, looking forward to the game, meeting a few fans along the way, probably probably was just what we needed and we didn't realise it and listen looking back it made a whole lot of sense although that morning we did, we obviously were uh, looking around a bit baffled but fair play to them I don't think many, many managers would would do such a thing especially when we kind of were down in the dumps it, it took bravery and listen it paid off ultimately that's what football is if you do something and it works you have to hold your hand up and say fair play that's exactly what we needed and it was so there you go the, the bonus Freddo is what we're now negotiating in our contracts here let the agents know <laughs> I think there was only about six or seven Freddos there and uh, I definitely got one but I think a few people were left out so it'll be interesting to see if we do it again tomorrow but uh, that's what we were joking about with the weather today we wouldn't have minded a walk and a coffee but um, we were out in the pitch today braving the elements so it's uh, it's only a special treat for here and there I think Oh, brilliant. It's amazing because it sort of reminds me of, you know, back when you're a kid and your coach would say, like, you see, if you win today, boys, you get a McDonald's or something like that. And you go, oh, brilliant. Uh, so the, the manager taking you out, kind of going back to basics, but hey, don't knock it. It clearly did something for you. It, it is. I think particularly at this level in football, like I think camaraderie and getting along with the lads and trusting the lads is probably one of the most vital tactics, per se, that a squad can have or an asset that a squad can have. And I think we do have that in abundance. And um, we all we all just went out had a stroll about a good 45 minutes back in and that that was us we were all in flying spirits going into the game and I think that's half the battle if you go into the game nervous or anxious and oh what if this goes wrong what if that goes wrong you're probably already beaten before you go out so having us all in good spirits laughing, joking confident obviously that was the key one we met a few fans and they kind of been still look you are this good like we do back isn't that goes a long way even though as simple as it sounds if you multiply that over 22 players everyone's kind of boosted up a, a percent or two in their ambition for that night so worth the treat um, no pun intended with the Fredo but it really did boom boom uh, you know looking at the games ahead after Cliftonville you've already said you know, Boxing Day uh, going to be a huge huge crowd at the game at Windsor Park and you've Cliftonville uh, at home then after that on the 30th in between times you've also a home game against Newry City and you're away to Dungannon Swifts um, you know this month and I feel like I'm saying this to everybody but this month is so vital um, for so many teams for so many different reasons and um, it feels a little bit like you know, you're know you shaking the snow globe and you're just waiting to see what way it all falls yeah like I'd say everyone had ourselves written off and maybe even ourselves to be honest before the Linfield game that look we we kind of wasted the season already with the way results have gone so far. But that I think that that win has really kind of 
boosted our confidence that look if we do go on a run because you've seen it like Lionel drop point Lion drop point to Valamina there Linfield will drop points again Cliftonville if we beat them on Saturday they'll drop points I think if any team gets a, a run of five, six, seven games in a row where they're just consistently winning, they skyrocket up the table. Each. Even look at Glenavon, they've turned a corner. They've, they're probably the most informed team at the moment. Um, so I think that has to be our goal between the five or six games coming up. It's very, very, very cliched. But if you come away with maximum points out of them going into the new year with just over just less than half a season to play, you're in, you're in a very good position and confidence will be sky high. As I said before. Linfield were back 10-15 points before us this time last year and they toppled it and turned out they lost to Lillard just about in the end but it, it goes to show it's doable no matter how far you are behind like. and just in closing you know the, the feeling I'm sure that you took away from the Oval last Friday night um, it, it must be something that does stay with you and and I, I don't know how you would have slept after that because it was a real noise in the place and it was a very different feel to the ground than, than there has been in some time yeah, well, for obvious reasons, it was my best night in the Oval so far in terms of atmosphere and stuff, and that obviously um, compounded by the fact that we won four 0 against their their bitter rivals. Like, but it, it showed me the potential of the of the club and the the fans and the, the atmosphere there. If things were to get even better going forward in the season, how much of a joy and occasion to, to play in the Oval if the fans are behind us like that every single week and. Now, I know some games are easier to get up for than others and fans will go to some bigger games and maybe not smaller games but if we can consistently start doing better and replicate those performances week in week out more fans will come through the door and we kind of repay that faith in them hopefully like we did last Friday night um, but it just showed how, how loud and how much, how much atmosphere they can actually generate in that place because I'd not seen it properly really by the European games uh, it's probably the last biggest night we had at the Oval in my time here so far since July Like so it was great absolutely great to see yeah the two go hand in hand don't they the the performances and then the fans and then um, then who knows how, how, how good it can get absolutely like I, we're all we're all human I'm a fan like even in my younger days following the Premier League if Man United were absolutely flying I'd be watching them week in week out but if they were putting into dreadful performances or they were weren't showing up where they didn't look interested you'd gradually you'd probably stop watching yourself like so I, I completely get it from a, a fan's point of view like we are we are all human I understand how things work like so if we can give them more performances like Friday night they'll more and more will start coming through the door and more and more people will start backing us and that can only lead us north up in the table hopefully well it's been great catching up with you uh, enjoyed having you on the programme and enjoyed watching all of you last week um, my goodness uh, people were talking about that I was at a game then the following day and all everyone wanted to talk about was did you see that you know it was really the talk of the terraces up and down so uh, it shows you sort of the impact the game can have and, and maybe can change a season and some fortunes as well Dara so let's uh, let's wait and see but Cliftonville as you say next and uh, best of luck for it Thank you very much Thank you Michael The Score with Michael Clark. Glentoran fans listening on with big smiles on faces I would imagine hearing what Dara O'Connor had to say and helping you relive the memories of last Friday what an incredible display really really blistering performance and now it does put the challenge out there to the players can they replicate that more often because you know it's there you know it's in them you know it can be done if you can do it against your greatest rivals can you do it week in week out or something closer to week in week out it certainly would change the complexion 
of your season and where you're sitting in the table so the players are fired up will they be able to do it now before we go into our next couple of guests i do just want to very quickly say a thank you and on-air acknowledgement to northern irish connections uh, they are all about basically finding a global community of people from this part of the world and, and trying to connect everybody and if you are living abroad finding a way to tune you back into what's going on at home they have compiled a list of the best eight podcasts produced from here by northern irish people for northern irish people wherever they happen to be and they've named us in it and we're very very grateful for that so thank you to them for um for pointing to us and pointing people to us as uh, a great podcast from here we're very proud of that and also uh, nice to have the idea that this is how people I mean, God help them, but this is how people, what, stay in touch with home? Tune into the score and go, right, what's that Egypt talking about this week? Who's he got on with him? Uh, so thank you for your company. Uh, it's not really something I overly think of. You know, we, we know things are going well and moving in the right direction, but I don't tend to think where you're sitting, if I'm honest. But uh, wherever that happens to be, whether you're down the road or uh, upside down in the other part of the world, that's how it works, upside down. <laughs> it's great to have you here and uh, sincerely I mean that so thank you to both Northern Irish Connections for the, the mention it's always it's always nice to hear that people are enjoying what we're doing and equally it is nice to know that uh, many listeners are as well now before we talk to the Newry City boss I do want to run you through the clearer water Irish Cup fifth round fixtures after the draw took place on Wednesday these matches will be played on either Friday the 5th or Saturday the 6th of January and the ties are as follows Oxford Sunnyside against Ballamacash Rangers Glen Torren versus Anna United Crusaders at home against Ards Ballyclare Comrades will play Straban Athletic Harland and Wolf Welders will face Larne again they're saying Dungannon Swifts will play Willowbank Newington will play Dundella Bangor will face Dergview we have the Bangor boss coming up on the programme don't forget Lee Feeney will be on Towards the end of the show, Linfield are at home against Warren Point Town. Lockall have home advantage against Rosemount Rec. Queen's University will host Ballymena United. Institute have been drawn at home against Crumlin Star. Carrick Rangers will face Portadown. Nalkari Derby. Newry City against Ballina Mallard. Coleraine against Cliftonville because that's the rules. They have to play each other in cup competitions every single year. And Knockbreda finally against Glenavon. So you can let me know your thoughts on the cup draw. Um, far too soon to be predicting who's going to go and win the thing. Or is it? Someone's always got an opinion. Let me know your thoughts. But now let's move in to our second interview of the day. And yesterday I was able to catch up with the Newry City manager Gary Boyle whilst he was on his lunch break. Actually very generous of Gary to do that. And uh, it was raining then. It's kind of been rotten weather today. But I'm hoping their game later on against Ballymena United goes ahead. Uh, I began by asking the manager first of all just how much of a lift for him and his players was the draw against Crusaders. Listen, we can't we can't beat around the bush. It, it was a it was a much needed result as well to to sort of break the the negative momentum which unfortunately we felt uh, with our league form. Um, but but certainly anybody that was at the game um, would 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 agree that we were good value for for at least a point and, and certainly with with our second half performance, I think on the balance of play and the balance of chances we. We were we were certainly as good as, as Crusaders, if not slightly edging it, um, and that's that's the thing with with probably the season so far, um, particularly against the 
the, the top sides. I think we've matched them for, for large periods within games and, and, and haven't maybe capitalised whenever we've been on top and then these, these, these good teams are able to put you to the sword, whether that be from individual errors or, or pieces of quality from, from their ranks. But, but we were certainly delighted to, to, get, to get the result um, on, on Saturday and, and it can do nothing but give the lads confidence going into um, tomorrow night's game. And for John McGovern uh, as well, you know he he's had his own struggles with injury. Uh, getting that goal, a nice lift for him. Absolutely, and and listen, John, John, John is, has been a massive, massive loss uh, for us, and it's great to see him back. We had a bit of a false dawn with him because um, he came back and then had a, had sort of a muscle tweak then after that. So so hopefully John can can stay fit and injury free and and. And he certainly uh, will be well well boosted after his goal on on Saturday. And as I say, he, he brings a different dimension to to the team, and is certainly a player that, that frightens opposition defences. And as a manager, that's what you want, and that's where quality shows. Where you know Tuffy makes a save, good player makes the you know the decision to be in the right place at the right time. And because people think it's an easy goal, but if you don't calculate what comes next, you're not there. You don't score it. Yeah, well, that's it, and and that's one thing that we probably ask of the players all the time. It's it's that anticipation because certainly at at this level, if if you if you react to something, the the chance the chance is gone or, or the chance has been taken by the opposition player. So we've been we've been harping on to the players both in, in both boxes to to anticipate what what might happen next, you know. And and certainly John was on on his toes and unable to really capitalise on, on what was probably a decent save from, from Tuffy to be fair to him but, but glad that John was able to put it away and, and, and we get the result That I find is something that you've uh, eloquently explained it anticipation rather than reaction it's something that maybe you don't understand if you're not in the thick of it that when you're going you know, through those levels against those better teams it literally is nearly if you can't see what happens before it happens you can't stop it happening no, that, that's that's right, and it's a phrase I'm sure the players are sick listening to me over. Not not just since since I've taken taken the role as manager, but certainly as a coach, that would have been one of the big messages that that we are trying to deliver with the group of players all the time. And and both boxes is where games are won and lost, and and that split section second. If if you're reacting to it, it it's too late. And if if you anticipate it, then albeit half of the time, certainly in the in the attacking box if you if you continue to anticipate um it'll be the one one time that you sort of stay back in your heels that the ball will be we should have been so it's really important that, that the players sort of anticipate in the attacking third and then as i say reading of the game is is the big phrase from the defensive players and that's that's what we're looking for and and as i say both boxes that that at this level um split second decisions or or what what changes games and on and, and results you would have I presume love to have had a, a midweek game, uh, an important match. Obviously, cup quarter final. Both teams arriving. There was a, a big delay because of uh, an accident on the motorway. Uh, the officials were late, and then the decisions communicated that the game isn't going ahead. Talk us through what exactly your experience of, of Tuesday night and the game that wasn't against Dungan and Swifts turned out to be. Uh, no, well, Tuesday, Tuesday, I actually was caught in the accident myself. Albeit, I think I came across it as as as, as it happened almost. Um, so it it didn't really hold me up. And, and I must say, it, it was a it's a nasty enough looking collision. And I haven't heard much about it. So I would like I would like to hope that anybody involved is, is safe from it. Um, 
but taking football away, I suppose that is. Um, but players, players from both sides, and, and obviously the officials were, were caught in the in the tailback of that. Um, we 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 first got communication from from the fourth official that the game was going to be delayed due to um, players and officials being caught in the traffic, and certainly that was absolutely no problem. Um, so the game was initially pushed back to to eight o'clock, um, uh, and then further to to quarter past eight. Um, we were sort of then keeping the players uh, aware and abreast of of what was happening, so as we weren't maybe caught warming up or anything like that uh, prior to having to. So um, we we were getting ready to to commence our warm ups at half seven. We communicated that to the players, and and I went out to the other coaches on the pitch who who had set up the the warm up and. And then I get called over. It was, it was probably about about twenty past seven, just after Shane's arrival to the ground. And um, Rodney and I were were there. Shane was there. Uh, the fourth official was there, and a, and a league delegate. And uh, Shane intimated that he that he was nervous um, around the game, and and it might have to be called off. Um, and that was the first real indication that, that we had got and, or communicated and, and to be fair he was he was transparent uh, and he was being honest and um, the reasoning behind it was that the officials at that is, is is sort of assistant referees at that point hadn't hadn't arrived to the ground and the preparation was askew and, and they required a certain amount of time to to prepare accordingly um, on and off the pitch for for the massive game that it was um, now, our argument that everybody's preparation was probably interrupted, and and certainly um, we we all would love to prepare to the ladder of the law for every single game. But sometimes these things happen, and you need to run with the punches. But um, further to that, then he had concerns around around the pitch. And um, now it was a cold night, but but it certainly wasn't freezing. Um, and if the game, as it as it was a cup game, if the game was started, um, he couldn't guarantee that that it would be finished. Now, now I understand concerns around that, um, but my my thinking on that was surely we could start the game, and if and when the scenario rose that after 90 minutes it was potentially a draw, we could maybe then have a sensible conversation about how we finish the game, whether that be on the night going straight to penalties, which I believe happened in a, in a previous round, or or whether that be that the game was was re- replayed. Um, so, so we Rodney and I were, were sort of obviously wanting the game to go ahead, given given the the, the fixture congestion of, of the busy Christmas period coming up, and and we certainly wanted to try to continue momentum after a result on on, on Saturday, um, but it, it ultimately came down to Shane and, and Rodney and I both agreed that he needed to be comfortable with his own decision, um, so Shane Shane went off and, and had further discussions and and ultimately agreed that. That he wasn't in a position to, to play the game, so hugely, hugely disappointing um, and frustrating. But but I suppose on, in hindsight, if if the referee wasn't in a, in a position to to be ready to referee the game, you know, as with players, you want everybody to to give a performance that that they can be proud of. And and, and certainly, if, if Shane was sort of edgy around his own performance levels in terms of preparation or the pitch and safety concerns, you know, he, he, he's He's, he's made the call that he feels w- was right for for the benefit probably of of both clubs, um, and that's where we are. 
Well, it's a very measured response to it. We saw in the aftermath of the game um, being postponed what was said on social media by Dungan and Swifts. They even trained on the pitch. They they were that certain it was playable. So I'm sure there'll, there'll need to be a response at some point from the referee's chief, Mike Riley, to, to explain the logic that went on there. But yeah, Shane Andrews, uh, unfortunately for him, finding himself within a few days back in the, the in the headlines for um, for what's going on there. Uh, looking at looking at matters that you can control, and obviously we know the fixtures being rearranged the next week, so that's that's not too far away. But before that, you've Balamini United. It's uh, you know I, I know people get crazy about hyperbole and all throughout the season and before you even kick a ball sometimes, but it does feel like a really big game, Gary. Yeah, well, and, and as we we spoke to the players about a few of these sort of big games, that the table suggests it's a huge game, you know, and um, and that's 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 where we are. Um, do we feel we've been the worst team in the division? Absolutely not. Um, but we haven't got enough points on the board to suggest we should be anywhere else. And and we're always very real about that in terms of the, the league table not lying. Um, so so tomorrow night is is huge. Um, it's been no secret about our, our home form and, and we need to break that duct um if if we are to, to stay in the division. But but as I say, we, we've talked we, we sort of reset after after the Glenavon game, which was which was a really, really disappointing evening, you know. Um when you scale the game back, there's probably a few mistakes in there rather than, than ultimate quality to, to put us to the sword and, and we don't understand how we're beat three 0 with a game that there was very little in but um, that was the result so so we sort of reset before that and certainly going into Crusaders we, we feel as if we had refreshed and, and certainly the result um, w- was great to go along with that to, to generate we, we first talked about um, performance levels um, and, and we still fundamentally believe if, if, if we give the performance the result will take care of itself and then ultimately trying to build momentum so, so that's what we sort of focused on. It was, it was the performance then to achieve the result, to then build momentum, and that's that's certainly that message hasn't changed. Um, and we sort of just reminded the, the players, albeit we're in a we're in a bad run of form, and, and certainly supporters were frustrated that that we are the envy of of everyone else. You know, everybody, every player that that, that steps foot onto the grass at three o'clock on a Saturday wants to be where we are, and and not to forget first and foremost how hard players coaches, managers, staff have worked to get to the pinnacle of, of, of sport in the country and to, to be on that platform, how hard they've worked and, and how hard it is to stay there so it was sort of just trying to reset and, and deliver that message that you know, you're still the envy of, of everybody and it's not Groundhog Day every day, you know, it's only Groundhog Day if you let it be so um, that was sort. That was sort of just the message, and the message will not change tomorrow night. Yes, there's 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 additional pressure as it's a home game, and and as it's a home game that that we're certainly looking to to get a result in. So, but again, I always say if if, if you're in anything in life and and there's no pressure on it, you're probably not testing yourself. So we feel as if um, pressure is a good thing as long as we can embrace it and manage it. And what are you expecting from Balamini United? Because Jim Irvin's going to be giving them a similar team talk. It's hard to know whether this game is going to be, you know, blood thunder and, and goals and all things like that, or whether it's going to be one of those really horrible, cagey nights where everybody just looks like a bag of nerves and they're waiting for the first mistake. Yeah, well, well, well we hope we hope it's not the second of that. You know, um, yeah. Balamina certainly, like ourselves, will take great confidence from, from their result. Um last week at the current champions you know to to draw with them and, and certainly defensively they must have been excellent to, to keep a clean sheet um, 
and and I don't think from from our game that we played down there, um, it certainly was was everything that you've just mentioned and more in the first twenty minutes, um, in terms of what 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 that cliche of it'll be a battle before the football commences sort of thing, <laughs> but then. Um, we we imagine that 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 it could be a bit of a battle, and, and the one thing that probably both Jim and I want it'll be not that a, a mistake has has earned the right to get a result, but certainly maybe a piece of individual quality or or something like that, you know. And given the, the weather that we have here at the minute, then um, we imagine that the pitch will be will be heavy, but there'll be there'll be plenty of. <laughs> Plenty of zip on it, um, given given the rain. So so hopefully it'll it'll come to a point where, where both teams will get it down and and try to play um to the best of, of their potential and, and hopefully it's a good a good occasion for for, for the, certainly the supporters coming down to watch it. And just finally, one of your happiest matches of the season so far, I would imagine, was the game at the showground, the the two 0 win. I thought you were very good that day, Adam Sally, uh, and Lee Newell, uh, providing the goals there. Um, you know, hoping lightning strikes twice. Clearly, yeah, yeah. No, listen, we 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 done really really well that day. Um, as I said, was it was probably that cagey type affair the first the first twenty minutes. But once we got we got the first goal, you know we. We we looked like we grew in confidence and, and certainly um we, we played quite well and, and limited their chances. Um when when we obviously went ten men apiece um they they threw the proverbial kitchen sink at us and, and they probably had a few moments where the ball was bouncing around the box that, that they feel probably they could have done better with. But certainly on, on, on the balance of play and performance that day I think we were deserving winners and, and certainly we would we would take that result again without the ball being kicked. Well, there you are. It should be, uh, it, it will be a very important game. It's quite hard to predict at the minute, but that's true of so many matches in the league. Just look at the fixtures last weekend. I'm sure the only people that did well were the bookies last weekend, Gary. <laughs> well, they're, they're they're usually the ones that do well. You, you get one or two maybe over on them, but, but generally over, over the lifespan, they'll come out better than you will. <laughs> yeah, I think there's sage advice in there if you read between the lines, dear listener. Uh, Gary Boyle, thanks very much for coming on to the score. Thanks, Michael. Cheers. Thanks. Appreciate it. The score with Michael Clark. That game taking place tonight, of course. Newry City against Balamini United. And now we can move into our final guest of the show. The winners of our VIP tickets will be revealed after we hear from banger boss Lee Feeney. They sit fifth in the championship at the moment. They seem to be going great guns. Lovely having you back on the show, Lee. How are you? I'm good, Michael. Thank you. Should I be saying season's greetings now? I mean, we're very close. We are very close. And uh, obviously, the, the Irish Cup draw was done there on Wednesday. Um, and that's that's when you start to realise we're coming into the Christmas run-in for the games. Uh, I looked at the fixture list there. I've actually just reposted it. Um for the players to see for the, how busy it's going to be coming up with the three games in a week the way Christmas falls or what have you but um, no, everyone, anyone involved in football always looks forward to this Christmas period Let's talk about the Irish Cup in a moment I want to talk about the league first a brilliant result, a dramatic win for you last time out and it has you sitting at the moment 5th place in the league, I'm sure you'd have bitten my hand off if, if I had have offered you that way back at the start of the season yeah, well, if, if we're going to be honest with ourselves, we do believe everyone at the club believes we should have more points on the board. Um, but it's it is an unforgiving league, 
Um, a lot of us are still learning it. We're, we're relatively, relatively, relatively inexperienced for for a team in the championship. We've we've we haven't got much championship experience. Never mind premiership experience. Um, so we weren't fully prepared for what we're coming into. But um, one thing you can do in this this league is you can dominate games and and outplay games and, and have the better territory. And all of a sudden you get beat because of the quality of individuals in the league who can just get goals out of nothing. So we're realising that too. But no, we're 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 in a healthy position here. Um, and and one thing we are is enjoying it. We're enjoying the challenge. What a finish to the game at Dixon Park last Saturday. 2-1 down after Ballyclare Comrades score a penalty. And at that point, you know, you had been in front in the match. I'm sure some supporters are thinking, oh, it's going to be one of these days. Ben Arthurs gets a goal a few minutes later to level things. And then, what was it, four minutes into time added on, Lewis Francis gets the winner and, and cue the wild celebrations. Yeah, that's right. It's sort of a mirror image of the, the first game of the season in Ballyclare when we played them and... Um, we were winning 2-1 and they nicked it in the last 10 minutes and scored a winner in the 90th odd minutes to win 3-2 so mm-hmm. um, yeah it was, it was more relief because I felt we've been playing really really well lately and we haven't had the points on the board um, that we perhaps thought we should have but uh, we were 2-1 down and we brought on Sir Michael Halliday 44 <laughs> years, of, years young um, and he set up the two goals so credit to him, yeah, but um, as I said, it was more relief because I don't think this season we've really played bad and got results. And I think Saturday was one of them where we weren't just at it, but we grinded out a result, so we're, we're delighted with that. The headline writers should have been all, all over holiday season, shouldn't they really? Very good, could have been, could have been. There's none of you out there smart enough to get that done, but you know, Michael, he's been absolutely brilliant for us, and I don't mind talking about him. Um, he's he's uh, stays behind after training. Works so hard, does sprints, does the ice baths after training. What happens? I think I think I've mentioned it before. Then then other people start doing it with him. He's so infectious. Next, you look out there and there's six or seven of them all doing sprints after training. There's five or six of them all lined up in the ice baths to get in because of Michael, and that's what he does. The art club, and as I said. Momentum swung when we brought him on on Saturday, and like the, the game, it, they were winning two one. And as I said, we weren't playing well, but what happened was, Michael come on, it gives the fellow players a lift. I seen the supporters getting a bit of a lift straight away. We equalised, uh, and we didn't celebrate. We run and got the ball, and put it straight in the centre circle. So that showed the mentality we had. And as I said, when Michael. Michael comes on sometimes mentally it, it, it gives everyone a lift which it does in training which I mentioned um, and he's definitely a unique guy brilliant brilliant person and brilliant professional and his career shows that and isn't that wonderful to hear um, about the impact a player can have you know at the moment when people are being disillusioned with footballers on 300 grand a week who supposedly can't really be bothered turning up on time to training or even if they do when it's a match day they look like it's a real chore to be out there and playing in front of tens of thousands of adoring fans in a packed stadium most people's dream that you get a guy at Michael's age and everything he's done in his career and he's still giving everything and, and giving that lift um, it, it kind of does give you a little bit of hope that you know there's still plenty of that in the game yeah 
but you have to work for it. Like Michael, Mike's, Michael's an example. Or you have to look after yourself. You have to work hard, and and you get the rewards. And he definitely does that. And he, he's knocking my door every week. He, he wants to wants to start games. He wants to play ninety minutes. Which and he always phones me and says, "Look, I'm sorry to bother you." And I says, "Look, Michael, I I don't mind at all because I like that about him." He just want. He just keeps saying, "Lee, I want you to know I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm ready. I'm ready." Um, and that I love that. And as I said, he's an absolute pleasure to have around, and I trust him with everything. Um, he does. He, he, you can put him on. You could start him. You could, you, you could play him ninety minutes. He he empty the tank. He doesn't. He doesn't. Um, he just doesn't leave anything behind. He really, really doesn't. Um, and as I said, he's, he's definitely a unique character and a, a unique person. You need those sort of characters in your team, and, and certainly for the type of season you're having and for the aspirations that I know you and, and everyone around Bangor has as well. But under no illusions, it's going to be a real challenge this weekend. Dundella currently top of the tree, and haven't they been ever so impressive? Yeah, Dundella's. I have a lot of friends at Dundella, and I'm really pleased for them. They're a great football club. Um, They've been they've been doing super. The one thing I look at the league table there, and you look at the two top teams, and I mentioned it earlier about experience. Them two teams have a bucket load of experience in Premiership, never mind Championship. And we mentioned Michael Holiday. If I take Michael Holiday out of our team, we've we've very 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 little experience even in Championship, never mind Premiership. So it's no coincidence. Them two teams are top of the league because of the experience they have, um, uh, and then you see you see Michael Holiday coming on there on Saturday for us with his experience and getting us the points. So uh, experience is a big a big plus in this this league. I believe. I look at Lockall last year. We've got experience. Dean Shields is, or Dean Smith, sorry, got plenty of experience. He's been there a long time. He knows what to bring in. Um, he has experienced players, and then. I look at Anna, who was in the playoffs the last two years, and Kieran McGurton. He's brought in experienced players and and been in the playoffs. So I do believe um, we're learning as we go along. Our squad, where as I said, if we take if we take Michael Holiday out of it, we have very little experience. But we'll uh, try and bend the rules a wee bit here, and we'll try and compete at the top end of the table with very little experience this season. Talk to me about the the difference between the PIL and the Championship. You're saying about you know learning on the job. Everyone's trying to get up to speed with this league and and how different it is compared to the league that you were in previously. What is that like in real terms? Is it just the the, the step up in quality, or is there more to it? Um, well, I, I definitely don't disrespect it's the 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 quality of individuals in the in the championships there. Um, there's plenty of quality in the IPL, no doubt about it. And the first year I was there, we could beat in the playoffs, um, and I, f- I felt it done us a favour because we weren't ready to go up. The second season, I knew what we needed to add to, and I was learning on my feet there. Everyone was learning on their feet, um, and this season's the same. We're, we're trying to compete. We're trying to earn respect. We're trying to go as high up the table as we can while learning. Um, but we do know we learned from the first game of the season when we played Ballyclare how good we were how well we dominated the game and they had um, Darius Ruri stood up and scored two cracking goals out of nothing we lost the game 3-2 from dominating it we're perhaps in the Intermediate Premier League 
you weren't getting punished as bad or um, you weren't losing them games so we definitely realised from the first game of the season onwards we played poor down there three weeks ago we were winning 2-0 comfortable and all of a sudden the last five minutes they pop up with two goals with the quality of players they had um, so that's why they pay all the money for these big strikers because they're the ones that can go, get goals out of nothing in football um, but saying that there I think our striker's been doing really well as well Ben Arthur's has got 4-4 four and four now Adam Neal had a hat-trick last week so as I said they're learning now as well as, as well as me Do you want to talk up their statistics so we're about to head into a January transfer window and this is always a, a curious time you know for managers are, are you going to be a busy boy trying to bring people in or busier trying to stop people being nabbed It'd be a bit of both we're always looking to improve um, we're always looking to to strengthen the squad um, if I'm bringing players in it'll have to be players that fit and are, are, are of quality and perhaps that experience that we need um, but we're always looking and then on the other side of it we've got players there who, who are doing really really well and they will bring attention to other clubs but um, yeah it's going to be a bit of both should fans be worried? Are we about to see any uh, any big clubs swooping in here? Is there is there something brewing? No, well, listen. I don't. I would say fans, banger fans, don't be worried. I'd say <laughs> be excited. Definitely be excited because um, we are hoping for we're hoping for a lot of positive things over the next couple of months. Have you any hints for them? No, <laughs> just keep our feet in the ground. We uh, see what happens. I've, I've, I know I haven't been in the game long managing but I'm, I've been in it long enough to not to jump the gun No, I think that's very wise uh, Well let's look at the Irish Cup because you said you know it's part of that festive excitement knowing that this is coming round at the start of January you were at the draw earlier this week you've got Dergview at the fifth round of the Cup um, it, it should always be said it means so much for teams you know, lower down the football pyramid to get to this stage, um, and so for them, this is this is their Irish Cup final to be in these rounds. Uh, what does it mean for you, this competition and, and this stage of the competition? Yeah, I the Irish Cup. I was sitting at the draw there on Wednesday, and uh, um, you can't help but get nervous. You can't. I, I'm not that type of guy. I'm relaxed. I'm laid back. Before games, I'm I'm chilled, but. For some reason, there on Wednesday, you get you get caught up in it and you get excited and you get nervous, wondering who you're going to get. I'm sure everyone feels the same, but we we were we were fortunate to be in it there the last three seasons, I think it was. Um, and what we had to do was go through them, round one, round two, round three, round four. Mm-hmm. So you're playing four games before you get there, and once you get to that fifth round, it feels like a cup final itself. It's a great achievement on its own. I know I was speaking to a few. Intermediate clubs are yesterday, uh, Wednesday at the the draw, and I was congratulating them and saying, "Look, I know how difficult it can be to get to get this far, playing these games on top of all the other games, stealing Suns Cup and stuff." So once they get there too, it's like a a, a cup final, and the, and the way they're invited to do the, to the draw, and the way it's done the last few seasons has been excellent. Um, but as I said, there. It is exciting. I was excited 
but all you can hope for is a home draw and we're, we're pleased to get that but we know it's going to be really really tough um, Dergview my friend Emmett Ferrers is taking over there he's doing a good job and I know come January he'll have that club uh, that team playing the way he wishes yeah I was interested because you know when you go into these draws sometimes people are going we want one of the you know the big clubs right away other people like to get a wee bit deeper in the competition do you have any preference at all you know you were saying you were feeling nervous were you nervous for a particular outcome or just for the occasion itself yeah um I don't know <laughs> uh, probably you're you are hoping for I think if you're going to get a big gun it has to be a big gun at home or whatever it doesn't really matter but um or if you can get a winnable draw or a set, you'd rather have that. But there's in-betweens there. We all know that. There's in-betweens there, and they're maybe the ones you don't want. Um, it's either one or the other. But as I said, it's exciting. It really, really is. If you get through, you get through. Um, that's that's fair enough. But um, it's, it's just the whole novelty of it, getting the fifth round, um, even watching the draw, being part of it. Yeah, it's exciting. It's a great answer, and uh, you know, completely makes sense to me as well. I can sort of picture that in terms of what every club is aiming for. Um, I just, you know, looking through the fixtures before we had a chat, you had a difficult spell at the end of October. I was just wondering, you know, would you have owed that to anything in particular? And and credit to you for coming through it. You know, I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying about a few more points in the board, and I'm thinking that little spell end of October, early November is maybe what you're referring to. Yeah, that we we we, I think we finished the first round of league games. We're second or, th- or third, maybe third. I think, or I'm not sure. Um, we were doing really, really well. Then we we did hit a bit of a pat- uh, bad patch, and we lost two games heavily. And what I will say is, we perhaps felt we should have got something out of them games. We were a bit mad. The results were a bit mad, and it was the difference in both boxes, which have been um, talking about all season to the players. Um, and we just weren't good enough in both boxes but we were creating loads of chances uh, as I mentioned we were playing with plenty of possession and playing in the other team's territory but all of a sudden we get I think Institute beat us 4-0 and Baldemar beat us 3-0 but we came away from them games feeling we could have got something out of them games a draw or even a win believe it or not and talking to Kevin Derry Institute he agreed and he's he's doing a fantastic job probably one of the best teams of in our league at Institute um, um, so as I said it was it could have went either way them games but we ended up with heavy defeats I think we learnt from them we talked about them we we analysed them in, in the in the class um, but all the boys knew themselves that we can do better and we have sort of got a bit of a run going together. We still need to be better. Um, um, and I do feel, I did say afterwards, I do feel we're going to run here now, coming up to Christmas, and I feel that after January we'll be a better team. And this run of games, you look at the league matches, uh, very interesting. Dundella, as we've discussed this weekend, after that, home to Knockbreda, home to Dergview, and then you're away, nominally, <laughs> against Ards. <laughs> will, that, will that feel a bit weird going into the other room? I know you have to anyway when you play them, but it, it, you must just occasionally think, what, what door is it this week? Yeah, well, listen, that's been mentioned funny enough, but it never come into my thoughts. Um, <laughs> yeah, I haven't even thought that far ahead, to be honest. All I'm thinking about is Dundella. 
Um, yeah, well, we'll, you look at it with four four games played on our home ground in, in December. So you, you are hoping to be in good form getting into them. We've had three away games there, but that's the third one coming up. So no, it's an exciting exciting time. As I said, three games in a week here: the twenty third, twenty sixth, and thirtieth. Do believe? Um, so they're all at our ground. So I'm looking forward to it because I haven't played in boxing day in a long time. Brilliant. I, I love that you're calling it a home game. You're the away team. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I didn't say home. Did I say home? I thought I said it in our home ground. No, you did. You did, in fairness. But you've yeah, got that mentality. Right. I'm hearing the team talk in there somewhere subconsciously to the players, you know, this is our ground. Well, I, I, listen, if it's whatever it takes to motivate them, I'll come up with something. But I'm sure they won't need motivated for the Ards game. No chance. Um, we had a very good game against them. At the start of the season, a very healthy crowd. Both supporters were fantastic. Um, I played for Ards before. I had a lot of good times at Ards. Um, but it was great for the two teams to be competing in the same league again. And it, it showed that with the supporters coming out in their numbers for that game. So I'm, 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 I really am expecting a, a really big crowd for the Boxing Day game. Oh, it's just it's just not long to go now until Boxing Day and, and plenty of people with plenty of reasons to be excited bring it on uh, Lee great to catch up with you thanks so much for coming on to The Score absolute pleasure Michael The Score with Michael Clark. your chance to be a winner on The Score with Michael Clark. Yes, I don't think I need to jog your memory. I'm sure plenty of people waiting around to find out whether they are the winners. But the competition that we've been running, we teamed up with Boyle Sports, the principal sponsors of Crusaders Football Club, to give you and a friend the chance to enjoy a VIP night out at Seaview for Crusaders versus Larne on Friday the 15th of December. The prize includes a pre-match meal hospitality and grandstand seats for the clash of last season's Irish Cup winners against the current league champions. Under the lights, it is all thanks to Boyle Sports. So you have been entering. We have had such a big response and we put all the correct entrants in, i.e. everyone that followed the rules. You had to like and share on Facebook. You had to retweet and follow on Twitter or X. Or you can drop us an email to thescoreni at gmail.com. Tell us who you are and who you're bringing with you. There were your three ways to enter. So if you've done that the correct way and you were aged 18 or over, you are in the draw. We've done a randomizer. Well, one of the team has. I've been handed a bit of paper with the names on it. So I'm going to read the five names out, and then we are going to reach out to you, okay? We're going to contact you on social media. So if you hear your other half's name, your friend's name, your neighbor's name, whatever it is mentioned here, make sure you say to them, here, was this you? Make sure they're checking their, their DMs, their spam folders, all that, because I don't want someone to miss out on their tickets. But the winners are. First one out, Gail Rafferty. Congratulations to Gail. William Welsh is our second winner. David Rooney is our third winner. Our fourth winner is, and I'm just looking at the name, no relation, Harry Clark. And our fifth and final winner for a pair of VIP tickets with all the extra goodies that I've told you about 
is Paula Cahoon. So Gail Rafferty, William Welsh, David Rooney, Harry Clark and Paula Cahoon, well done to you. Thank you so much to everybody that entered our competition. Thank you to our competition partners, Boiled Sports. They are the principal sponsors of Crusaders Football Club. And I hope that our five winners and their guests have a fantastic time at that game next weekend. My thanks to you for listening to the show. We are once again out of time. So until next time, all that remains to be said is enjoy your weekend of sport. Bye-bye.